Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Manifest Podcast. This is Brittany. And Anika. Hey, hey, hey. We bike. What up, what up? Nika, how you been doing, girl? I've been good. Um, you know, just fine. Been kind of tired, but... Mm-hmm. I've been all right lately. I don't have much to add. No, you know, nothing new. Except I do feel more creative. I must say that. And mm-hmm. I'm that. And I really have to shout you out. Oh, thanks. Because although you're where you are, you influenced the hell out of me as far as like, you know, people around me. I like that, you know, you're calling yourself a creative because I'm feeling more okay to say that for myself. So you and the husband have definitely influenced me with all y'all's projects that y'all pick up. And I'm just like, hmm, where mine so yeah that's how i've been how about you how you been i've been feeling really productive this week um i have gotten a lot of things done that's on my to-do list but there's still more things that need to be done but i knocked out a couple things so i'm feeling a lot more productive um it's kind of a bitch yesterday but i got myself out of the vet today so i'm good Good. Were you a bitch because you felt like you were internally or because the external said you were? I'm just trying to see something. Both of them. Okay. Well, that's that's fair. So, yeah. yeah. I'm good. Um, But, yeah. Other than that, I've been, you know, I got a little pro- couple projects going. I got Carson's garden. Yay. Um, if y'all don't know, Carson is my three-year-old and he has a little garden in the back of our <laughs> my husband's pickup truck and so now we have like basil uh lemon balm mint we just we have a whole bunch of stuff so i've been kind of keeping track of that because he's not but other than that house plants gardening being creative that's it awesome oh and this this megan the stallion beyonce song has Could given me we must talk about that. Do you want to talk about that now or? We can because, baby, I know all the words already. Already? Already. Wait, but before we go into that, I got two things I want to add before I forget. Love your shirt, y'all. She has a shirt on that says, Bust Down Milfiana, and I want one. Shout out to my friend, Brittany. Uh, she makes these shirts, too. Uh, she makes these shirts, too. Well, she makes these shirts. She, uh, it's called milfiana.com. We'll put yeah. that link in the description for you guys <laughs> yeah. to get it because I definitely want something. I want that shirt. I ain't got no. Mi- yeah. <laughs> right. and the other thing is, I I was on Walmart today and I saw something. I'm going to send you the picture. It never occurred to me that it could have been for you, but I stopped. It was like a garden thing. So it was like a, it was like a shelf that maybe was like maybe a foot and a half deep that you could put in your house for different plants. So that seems like something that would be perfect for you guys. Um, so you don't have to keep going back out there. It's like a it, it it looks like a decor when you're done. I have to send you the picture because I'm describing it terribly. But it sounds like something that'd be perfect for Carson's garden. Please do, because we done took over the back of his pickup truck and I didn't even ask. I just started putting shit back there and I had to tell him the other day. I was like, you know what? I didn't even ask if it was okay for us to use your stuff. He was like, This is y'all's truck. Like what's mine is automatically yours. So how, how nice, but you're sticking on my nerves, all right. All right, because this man, listen. Back to the queen bee, baby. 
back to the queen. I, you know what? I love. I just want to say when she came on and she whispered her little part, I was like, you know, whatever Beyonce is giving us, I'm gonna take it because we don't deserve it. But I was really hoping I get a little bit something more than that whisper because I was like, you know, if I get that, if this the only whisper I get, you know, this the only verse I get, I'm gonna be happy with what I got. But no, but no, that wasn't it. Baby turned it out. Do you hear me? Big B and then B stands for bands. That's my favorite line. Oh my goodness. Where the lyrics at? This is a a Beyonce stan podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. If you do not like Beyonce, first of all, something is wrong with you. Um, Because I noticed most of the people that don't like Beyonce don't like her on the strength that everybody else likes her. That's that's what I noticed mostly. And that's what tears me apart. I'm glad you specified that in your post. Because like, yeah, you can't sit there and pick apart like, oh well, so and so. She, there's always gonna be somebody that dances better than her. There's always gonna be somebody that sings right. better than her. There's always gonna be somebody that looks better than her. But there's gonna be nobody that can do all three of them very well simultaneously at the same time. You're not telling me that. I don't want to hear about Janet Jackson. I don't want to hear about that. I don't. Well, I, I will say Janet Jackson and Beyonce are two totally different levels. I will say they. I will say they're both legends in their very own right. So. Very much so. But um. But Beyonce has vocals for days. For days, I I can't. Okay. I have no comment. Everybody, don't come. Hey, don't come for my head over Janet. We was, vocals. Beyonce got her. Let's move on. But anyway, we're talking about the song. We're not here to bash anybody because both I love both queens. Um. Anyway, who, who said something about Jenny and Beyonce? They, they shouldn't even be in the same category. I, I, I really wish people would stop pitting women against each other. I'm going to say that. They don't yeah. belong. It's two separate uh, decades and generations. They don't need to belong together. Right. And that's, that's fair. That's fair that you said that. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, Do we want to jump ahead to when she was jumping in her jeans or she... Uh, threw in TikTok and I love the way she did that. And then I was like, "Oh, she know about OnlyFans? Okay, Beyonce, I see you. I see yes, you." But you know, I heard I heard Jay Z wrote that part. Oh, okay. Well, but still, still, I just don't expect my auntie to know anything about OnlyFans. Right, like girl, this you 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 in your New York uh apartment just you just going in a little okay. Oh, I was like, oh come on, B. And then she came and took over the whole song because she's like, actually, we, this is what we're going to do. We're going to add my little vocals all over the song. Yeah. I'm going to add hums and, and Megan, you're going to change your motherfucking verse too. I, I love it. I'm so happy for yeah. Megan. She is. She has definitely officially yeah. arrived. TBH, I was getting tired of Savage. Yeah. Uh, the little TikTok girls had uh, TikTok it out for my ass. But when I saw that, when I saw them bees and that stallion, I was like, oh, let me go download this right now. I need, actually, I need to pay for this one. Thank you. Really? It don't get, okay, so I went to look on mine. I went to look in Apple right when I first heard about it, and I couldn't, it wouldn't come up. You don't have to do it from your computer. You don't have to pay for it through your computer. So, like, if, okay. You sent it to me, I mean, after you told me about it, and I went back, it's there now. I wasn't there at first. But I'm saying I'm gonna go pay for it to help the streaming. Oh, I got you. I got you. I think it's like a dollar ninety nine, but yeah. 
Well, I'm paying. I got Apple Music, so they get my money every month. Hello? And I'm going to stream this bitch. I streamed it at least 75 times today in the grocery mm-hmm. store, so I'm help doing my part. Same. Same. On the way to the grocery store, in the grocery store, don't worry about bothering me. I got my headphones in. And I'm TikToking while I'm going down these aisles. Thank you. That's the least y'all can do. I got to get some pleasure from doing this bullshit. But anyway, great song and great remix. The best song of 2020. It probably will be for the rest of the whole This is what we needed. This this is what we, we needed. needed Brighten up our quarantine. Thank you, Beyonce. We love you so much. Beyonce, we don't need you to do- dedicate nobody's dollars to coronavirus research. We just need you to put out the hits. That, that That's that's the charity. We Thank you. Because all proceeds were going to something else, supposedly. Yeah, I think I think Megan said coronavirus testing in Houston. Oh, okay. Well, at least she's doing it on a local level. Yeah. We definitely need that. Take care of the Houstonians. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, guys. So today's episode, we are jumping into a topic that we've it's, it's come up on the show before and we are jumping into boundaries Yay! yes how to and i'm not gonna say how to set boundaries because that's something you you know that's something you have to determine but we're just gonna have an open dialogue about boundaries mm-hmm. and yeah so i have I, I've been told by you, Brittany, and other people that, um, maybe not even directly, but that I set boundaries or you guys like the way I set boundaries or, you know, admire some part about that. And that's one thing I can say. I didn't, I didn't always have a verbiage for it until I was a little bit more emotionally intelligent, but now I realize how important boundaries are because I see a lot of friends family and and it's just kind of like you have to set some type of parameters in which how in you know for how you deal with somebody in in your relationship with them so the first boundary i want to talk about um is work (laughs) people might say like why would you need to set? i think you i think you need to set boundaries for pretty much um a lot of areas but i will definitely say work for one um and it's tricky for us because as black women, as soon as we set a boundary, then that could be looked at as insubordinate or, and nobody really uses that term anymore, but it's kind of like, it's thought of, it's kind of like attitude. That's where it is. Attitude. Um, and I'm just setting a boundary. So if, if, you know, it works, if somebody's emailing ASAP, 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 not only am I having to set a boundary, but I have to find a creative way to do that. And I can't say how you should do it or what you should say. Um, but it's it's just, it's something that I just, I find myself kind of like finding creative ways. And I've talked about this on the show before, but it could be boundaries in your email responses to people. Because a lot of times at my work, I deal with a lot of Anglo men. And if you all don't know, which I'm sure you do, because you live in America, they want something done ASAP. They put an ASAP behind it and don't give you no type of like, hey, I'm gonna need this in a few hours. It's just like ASAP. I need this now. Like, oh, so I'm I just need to stop what I'm doing and do that now. Like for you. <laughs> yeah. How like you and you can't always fix that because that person is not necessarily gonna change, but I do think it's important to establish boundaries with each person you come across. Like what like I said, whether it's in the email, like I will get this done 
when I can. Like you're not gonna, I'm not gonna actually do it for, for to set you up to let you know later I don't have no boundaries and that all it takes is a an all caps ASAP and that's okay with me. Like no, even even physically I noticed especially with men the boundaries thing is important. I've shared the story on on here before about how um oh my god take these words today how um there was some somebody that I worked with that was working in close proximity to me like physically. And to the point where he was reaching over and grabbing my mouth. And first of all, I kind of felt like, girl, how you even let him do that? But it all happened so fast, y'all. And I had to tell this man, you need to, you're really close. You know, and, and, and a lot of people may have, some people may have problems with that. And some people may be like, oh, I would have told him this. But I think it's hard when you're trying to, especially in a work environment, you know, stick to what you should be like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't want to step on your toes too much, but a lot of times what I found in every relationship, when you're setting boundaries, you are stepping on toes. It's just what it is. And I had to tell him to back up and he had a problem with that because nobody maybe had told him before, or maybe I didn't look like I was supposed to look to tell him to back up, but you needed to get up off of me. And once I let him know that going forward, there was always something said about, you know, how close he was or am I far back enough? And, you know, I realized that was bothering me at first. I'm like, why can't he just be normal? And I'm like, well, maybe he doesn't have the capacity to realize, you know, this is a boundary for me and, you know, let time deal with that. And now he's super, super respectful, super respectful. It's almost like, okay, really? But it's, it's nice because those boundaries have been set up. So you, I know you think no work boundaries are important because, oh, <sighs> Um, so the boundary decks, um, they keep trying to step over for me at work is, Ooh, it's a yep. little bit harder for me because, um, we're a tight, it's, it's literally only four of us. It's the director, the nurse, me, and then the receptionist. So we're kind of like, you know, um, jobs also throw out the term family when and I can I can say this is at this job they have looked out for me and whatever I needed they've accommodated me um but I just don't we're not friends like that and I'll never let you into my personal space like that just because of who I am now um so now like the boundary that they're trying to cross is social media and I just don't feel the need for us to be friends on social media. There's no, um, you, you know, me in real life and you know me on social. I I think my real life and my social media life are kind of, they're the same, but a little bit different depending on what platform I'm using. So like Instagram is a little bit more, I'm a little bit more loose and whatever on Instagram and on Facebook, I keep it cute and I say what I gotta say and I leave. So um i think i'm a little bit more political on facebook as well i'm about to say you are political on facebook <laughs> and you be getting into people's ass but i think instagram more shows your softer side like this is the nice things that i've you know healing and your creativeness instagram is a different side of you you know what i'm saying which is which is the yeah. side i like to see i mean i like both but facebook i i noticed that facebook is just a lot more people that just annoy you on that platform versus instagram and yeah. i would Definitely get off Facebook if it wasn't for my mom and my grandma and my sister. Those are their main platforms. And if I want to keep in touch with them, that's what I use. But, um, like, 
my nurse asked like what um how do you feel about facebook and i was like mm, it's facebook i don't you know whatever how do you feel about being friends with people on facebook i was like I, I could uh she was asking me why I was doing something else, so I couldn't quite understand what she was gauging. I was like, I have friends on Facebook. And she was like, a couple minutes later, she was like, I can't find you. I want add me as your friend. And I was like, I don't want to be your friend on Facebook. And then my uh my boss sent me a message like, you better add me. And then like literally, this was a couple months ago. And then literally yesterday, my nurse sent me a text message. She was like, remind me of your Instagram name again. No, she didn't, Brittany. I, I've never even mentioned being on Instagram with her. Never. I just don't, I don't, and I'm trying to, uh, one thing that I'm working with is setting boundaries. So I'm glad we're talking about this. Uh, I've always been the type of person where I don't really want to hurt nobody's feelings too much. Like, I just rather keep the peace a lot of the times, but then keeping the peace is not really helping me. Yeah. So I just didn't even even respond to her because there's no reason for us to, we're friends on Snapchat. It's no reason for us to be friends across all social media platforms. But what I noticed is I'm not active on Snapchat. And so now they want to see, okay, so she's not on Snapchat. She's obviously doing something else somewhere else. Why do y'all need, like, why is that important? Why is what I'm doing? That, that's all that is. It's just, a, I, people are curious anyway. I've been in this situation. As soon as I'm somebody's Facebook friend, I go look, because what else? But if, if I, I kind of, you kind of know, like, who, who you vibing with. Because I remember at, at, um, at TGX, when I was there, there was, I don't know if you remember Sam in the studio. We naming names. Girl, what? I am. <laughs> I'm living all the way in my troop today. Yes, there was a girl in the studio. Her name was Sam. She worked for the other company. Um, and she was cool, but she had like some problematic ways about her. And I just, I listened. It wasn't I, well, she wasn't necessarily talking to me, but I listened and I kind of got a good idea of her viewpoint. I'm like, ah, oh, you cool, but from over there. Mm -hmm. And like, when I noticed that when I was moving, like a week or two before, she sent me a request on Facebook. Now that sent me two alarms. One, I see how nosy you are and I see how you come back and tell everybody's business on Facebook. You kind of discussed that. Like, did you see what so-and-so posted on Facebook? Don't need you discussing my shit. And then two, why would you wait until I leave so you can really feel like you can discuss my shit? Like you was you you didn't want to be my Facebook friend while I was working there. But as soon as I was about to leave, it's like, oh, let's be Facebook friends. And it's like, girl, actually, no. Like, I can see in a one way, like, that work relationship is severed, so it's like, okay, it's more on a personal level now, but no, and I set that boundary, I just had to, like, we're not gonna do that, I never did come back, and she was like, oh, I sent you a request, I'm like, oh, okay, that's it, <laughs> I, saw I don't, it. I, huh, I saw it, yeah, I saw, right, right, I saw <laughs> it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I saw it. Like, and then people usually, they're not going to say like, can you accept it? Most of the time, if you said, I saw it, usually it's kind of like, oh, okay. You know, you get the point. That's just what it is. Like, because social media has kind of taken over, mm -hmm. just because I'm a button push or a request away, doesn't mean I have to request you. And it doesn't mean that I owe it to you to see what I put on. That is a boundary I'm, I'm, I'm you know, setting up. 
and that's one that's I would say that's a very important work boundary like we have to set those and even sometimes you might have to set boundary with your boss and you know I've had to get my boss together a couple times but not in a bad way just kind of like listen I don't work like that this is bothering me how your working style right let's you know get away and 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 boundaries are not always a bad thing um another boundary area is Mm -hmm. friendship Mm -hmm. you have to set up boundaries in your friendship yes um neither one of you can be dumping grounds and i think it's important to understand that i had a i was speaking with someone earlier in the week and they were telling me that they they have a friend um who every time she calls she always like has problems and she's like well who's gonna listen to me when i have problems because i'm just so used to people venting to me and so when i say something nobody's taking me serious and it's like you know i've been in that place and it's it's that's hard you know what I'm saying? That's hard place to be in when you feel like, you know, you can't tell somebody wants you to listen to, but you can't tell you have to set up those boundaries. Like, listen, girl, I hear you. I I'm feeling for you, but I'm, I can't, I'm not, I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? To I don't have the emotional capacity to take in what you're saying. I'm setting this boundary because I'm putting myself first. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Um, there are a lot of people that you you don't really realize that people um it's kind of like a um give and take relationship and you're doing more of the uh taking on the dumping right i think boundaries are extremely important in friendships because a lot of times you end up being the dumping ground without even realizing you're in the dumping ground if you don't know what that is um i felt like it took me a while to realize that I was a dumping ground for a couple of people. Uh, I would feel kind of drained and whatever after I talked to them, especially if you're giving out this advice and you're asking me for the advice, but you're not taking the advice. So then we're having a whole different, com- we're having the same ass conversation again <laughs> after I've said what I said the last time. It's just really draining and I cannot. There's something that I'm actively working on and I've actually had um, a couple of friends who the the whole dumping ground um, statement you just made, I put that on Facebook a while ago. Like, do not, I cannot be your, ask your friends if it's okay to talk to them about something heavy. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they are how they're going to react. You don't know if they have the mental capacity for that. And I've had a couple of people apologize to me for that um, after I made that statement. But there are still a couple of people in my life who will kind of try to like dump on me. And I don't really talk to them that much anymore because it's not beneficial to me. Like, yeah, you asked me what's going on, how am I feeling, but you don't really mean it. You you're not really worried about how I'm doing. You want to okay? Let's let me go ahead and get this obligatory. Obligatory, right? Like <laughs> let me just add. Let me just make it seem like I'm not calling for what I, which, yeah. what I know you already know I'm calling for. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so those t- I just I've had to learn how to distance myself from those kind of people. Yeah, like, that's that's one of my triggers, and that's something that I'm actively working with and trying to uh, learn how to get through um people who 
I mean, I got, I have three kids. What makes you think I want to hear about your shit all the time? Right. Like, what, what is it? What is that? Is that a bit of narcissism peeking through? Did y'all listen to the last episode? <laughs> I'm a good friend till I'm not a good friend. And that's just that on that. Well, I ain't never been on the other side before we was friends. I ain't know you, and I do not plan on being on the other side. Because once we get on the other side, it's, it's literally fuck you for the rest of your life. You could be on fire, and I would not piss on your ass. And I say yikes. <laughs> um, yeah, so friendships is important. Because, I mean, and also in a friendship, they could be exhibiting behaviors or doing things that you don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. And that's something that goes against you. And not to say you and your friends are not going to always agree, but it's important to have a healthy relationship and establish where is the line where we don't cross, we don't, we don't do this. And I, I, I think that some of the people, because I was going to say in a relationship, in a like a um, intimate relationship, but I feel like in general, the people that are closest to you, it's going to be harder to set boundaries with them. Yeah. Um, whether that's your whether that's your parent whether that's a sister who the closest people to you are harder to to establish those boundaries and i'm sitting here trying to think why why was it so hard with this person why is it hard with this person it's like you don't want to hurt their feelings you don't want to hurt their feelings and but when you realize i had to tell somebody this like because a lot of times somebody you know i have friends that'll call me and be like i know you wouldn't have put up with this but let me just tell you what happened to me and it's not about like me just being so fussy i just I can't tell you what makes me put up boundaries. I don't remember anybody saying, hey, this is what you don't do. But I noticed that a lot of people that do not have boundaries have like a troubled childhood. It's something in that mixed. It starts in childhood. I will say that. Me. <laughs> a lot of people that find it like they they usually are they find it hard almost like they feel guilty to yeah. set the boundary but you cannot internalize that um because if you keep in mind that boundaries help only you it doesn't help everybody around you it's help you so if you're going to prioritize you you have to set those boundaries i mean yeah but i think it's a little bit difficult when you um are so used to being in trouble or getting backlash and um, it doesn't go the way that you foresee it going, then you kind of feel guilty about that because you don't want to, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to stir the pot too much or I don't want to, you know, make so-and-so mad where you haven't even given it a chance to see, you know, so-and-so could have just been waiting for you to say, hey, you know, I don't like when you do this or this does not make me comfortable. People are just going to do what you allow them to do until you, you know, put a stop to it. Absolutely. I, I found that the hardest areas for me to establish boundaries are um, the people that are closest to me. Like, you know, if I have feel like I need to say something, you know, whether it's my mom or my sister or my husband, those are going to be a little bit close, you know, closer to home. Those are harder to establish boundaries because it's like, um, so we've been rocking for a while, but I just want to let you know that this ain't cool no more. And, and a lot of times you you have to be okay with like, listen, I know this is what I'm going to say might hurt your feelings, but it may, it just has to be said. It's it's not an easy conversation because sometimes I have to talk to myself like, well, now how am I going to say this? I don't want to frame it where I just don't like it. So you don't do it, but this is something that goes against me. So I'm going to set that boundary. Yeah. But we stop because it's, it's, but it is, it's, it's very hard. It's one of the hardest conversations I've ever had to have were setting boundaries and it was hurt feelings involved, but I think that 
it established a better understanding for how we deal with each other going forward. Yeah. And it makes that person think because a lot of people who you have to set boundaries with, they don't like it because they don't know what a boundary is or how to set it or why that's important. And if you don't say anything, then you're going to just continue to feel like, you know, shitty or, you know, that feeling like I should have said this, you know, and it's just, you kind of develop a resentment for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we talked about work, friendship. I said, re- I was going to go relationship, but I kind of all that the your family relationship, that's just people that's close to you. And I also think that I see, I see this a lot of parents needing boundaries with their grown ass kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't have that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a parent, so I don't know how you, how, and if you have to have boundaries with your children. But when I think of like boundaries that way, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, if you're, you're grown and you know, you may need things from time to time, but as, as a parent, with a grown child, I do think there, you know, could be some boundaries set, especially if the child is used to crossing them. That doesn't apply if everybody's on one accord. But yeah. if this is a child that's, you know, used to crossing your boundaries, whatever your boundaries may be, it could be being disrespectful. It could be, you know, constantly asking you for shit, like whatever that looks like and so that's bothering you, you you need to bring it up. And also, um, I think that's hard because it's like, now what I'm gonna say? You wanna, you know, I I don't I don't know. I'm not a mother, but I I've seen, you know, Brittany. I've seen relationship. I'm like, so you just not gonna set that boundary? They just gonna keep walking all over it? Yeah, it's important. Do you find yourself setting boundaries with your kids, or is that like a thing? Um, yes, yeah. I like to think of my kids. Me and my kids are pretty close. I like to call them you know, like my friends, Mm -hmm. because I want them to be, I always want them to be able to say, like, instead of mama's gonna kill me, like mama's gonna kill me if I don't come to her with this. I want that type of relationship. But, um, sometimes like I, there was an instance and I'm not, I'm not going to get deep into it, but there was an instance where, um, my daughter thought she could handle something by herself and she couldn't and it was really major and I was um proud of her for handling it herself and you know nipping it in the bud but I, at the same time I was like this that's something you should have brought to me and don't disrespect me again by not bringing that to me and I had to break it down to her like that like okay girl like yeah we are we're on this level because you're 13 and we can talk about a little bit more things now. I said, but at the end of the day, I'm still your mama. So it's still disrespectful if you don't bring it to me and let me know. Cause you could have never know what have, what could have occurred out of this situation. Um, it's a little bit more harder. I'm not going to say. I said boundaries with my kids. Yes. <laughs> I can't really like, go into too much detail but there's a time for the where we where we can play and there's a time for i can be your mama like i said clean this room up i said it twice i'm not gonna say it again okay that makes sense and then i think that's what my son confuses it's like oh yeah mama just playing no i will break your back clean this room up 
got you. I, that's I'm glad you brought that point up because a lot of people I'm you know we grew up in the era of I ain't your friend, so so I'm kind of torn on like if I have a kid like I know everybody that has a child considers their kid their friend, but considering what I was told, it's like I ain't your friend. I don't want to make it seem like it's too cool. So it's definitely important to you know to to establish those boundaries. I didn't even think about it like that. But that makes sense. Uh, you know it's. You, you tell kids that we're not friends or whatever, you don't, you know, have that type of relationship with your kids, but then you get mad at them because they don't tell you certain things or they don't tell you when they're having sex or they don't tell you when they started doing drugs or they don't tell you, they're too afraid to come to you and tell you they got into a car accident or they was out late at 3 a.m. or whatever. Your kids should want to come, your kids should want to come and talk to you. There's not any... I shouldn't know. Nobody else should come to me about some shit about my child. Right. That's how I feel. So that's why I want to have those type of relationships for my kids. Makes sense. Um, for those people that struggle with boundaries, um, I wanted to just go over a, a few things, a couple, 10 ways to build better, build and preserve better boundaries. Again, <laughs> everybody's going to struggle with some type of boundaries. Even me, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I got it all the time. Cause again, I, my, my hot spot is the people that are closer to me. Um, it's, it's just a little more struggling and the conversations are harder because you care about their feelings. Right. Um, and so for one, the first thing it says is name your limits. Like, so whatever your boundary is, what it, it doesn't mean that you're going to sit down with everybody and be like, okay, this is what I'm not about to fucking put up with. But like, whatever that is in your relationship name, you know, name your limits. If that's to yourself, like, okay, this is fine, but that's not, you know what I mean? Like that some, somebody needs to know where your limits are and, you know, when they've gone too far. Yeah. Um, so pretty much like this, you can't set, it says you can't set good boundaries if you're unsure of where you stand. And I, and I got this from, I'm getting this information from psychcentral.com. Um, and I'll link the, the description here. So if you guys want to go back and take a look at it, cause this is some good information. Um, yeah, so pretty much consider what you can tolerate and accept and what makes you feel uncomfortable or stressed. So if it's causing you uncomfortableness or something that's stress, talk about it. We've been raised almost to be like, you know, I think the generation before us kind of preserved their people's feelings a little bit more and they weren't as progressive as far as different psychological concepts, but we're getting there as far as our mental health. So anyway, the next one is tune into your feelings. So like, you know, observe how things actually make you feel you know what I mean we we're so busy going from our day to day but I bet it's a couple things everybody can say they deal with on a regular basis that bothers them that need that a boundary needs to be set not just something like you know arbitrary that you can't control but something that they're dealing with that bothers them so tune into your feelings um two key feelings um they said uh, there are two key feelings other that are red flags or cues that we're letting go of our boundaries discomfort and resentment discomfort and resentment when i tell you who beyonce even got that one right she got it she just set them boundaries up she had to make that whole song y'all go listen <laughs> um she so this it's a lady gianta she suggests thinking of your the feelings on a continuum from one to ten. Six to ten is in the higher zone she says so one to five will be lower and like 
where does that rank? Is that somewhere something you can let go of? Is that something that really bothers you? If it's in the six, you might want to, okay, that bothers me. I need to say something. A boundary needs to be set. Mm-hmm. Another thing is be direct. Mm. People have a hard time with being direct. It's hard. And then sometimes when you are direct, it's like, oh, I find with me, sometimes I, I can beat around the bush or I can, I can be really direct. And when I'm beating around the bush, I'm having a hard time being direct because I'm considering that I need to put all this fluff around what I'm saying in order for it to be, be received well. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have to, because there's a way, definitely a way you have to say things. But somebody told me the, the, e- the quickest and easiest way from point A to point B is a straight line. Be direct. Don't give me all them other directions in the middle. Just be direct. So that way nobody can confuse what you're saying. Um, another thing is give yourself permission. And I think here is, <laughs> this is where a lot of us feel the guilt because we're not, we've not given ourselves permission to actually say this. Like you're beating yourself up for something, how you think somebody else is going to feel. And, and you've not even said anything to them. So give yourself permission to say what you need to say. You, it says fear, guilt, and self-doubt are, are big potential pitfalls. We might fear the other person's response if we set and enforce our boundaries. We might feel guilty by speaking up or saying no to a family member, meaning believe that they should be able to cope with the situation or say yes because they're a good daughter or son, mm. Mm. even though they, they feel drained or taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we even deserve to have boundaries in the first place. Everybody deserves to have boundaries. That's crazy that you can get in your own head and you have to give yourself permission because at some point you might say, hey, well, I don't even deserve this because of whatever. You deserve a boundary. Right. Period. 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 The next thing is practice self-awareness. This is big because you're going to set boundaries. You do have to be aware of yourself and how you come off to others because maybe somebody needs to set some boundaries for you. Right. You know, um, consider your past and present. How you were raised, along with your role in your family, can become additional obstacles in setting and preserving boundaries. We just talked about that, literally. Like your upbringing and you know what you've been through has everything to do with how you establish boundaries. Everything. Yes. Everything. Um, if you held the role of caretaker, you learned to focus on others, letting yourself be drained emotionally or physically. Ignoring your own needs and might have become the norm for you. Hello, boundary. Hello. <laughs> Who are they talking to? <laughs> also, think about the people you surround yourself with. Are the relationships reciprocal? Is there a healthy give and take? Wow. No. Wow. Do you want my wig? Because I don't even have it on. <laughs> God damn. This is, y'all. This, this is what it is. And this is where sometimes you have to consider that. And if boundaries have been crossed a couple of times, too many, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the relationships are not reciprocal. That's when we go back to the friendship and say, hey, or yep. whatever relationship, hey, this is not beneficial for me. Yep. Hmm. Um, make self-care our priority is the next one. Hmm. Yes. Um, it involves giving yourself permission to put yourself first. So that means it doesn't necessarily always mean that's going to be a, a pedicure or right. you getting from Target. It could be, this is you giving yourself permission to say, hey, I'm first today. And if I'm first today, then you're after me, which means I got something to tell you about yourself. Yeah. 
a lot of times we like to make, like you said, self-care. Oh, I'm getting my nails done, I'm getting my hair done. That's, yeah, that's cute. That's just the surface layer of self-care. Because okay. your self goes beyond your skin, your nails. Your self goes beyond that. Your self is what's in the inside. How are you feeling? What's your mental like? Are you taking care of your mental? Is this self-care, outside self-care? Or yeah. the whole self, the entire self. So that's making it a priority. Um, when we do this, our need and motivation to set boundaries become stronger. It also means recognizing the importance of your feelings and honoring them. These feelings serve as important cues about our well-being and about what makes us happy and unhappy. So again, tap into that and your feelings and determine what's, what's making you happy, what's not making you happy. Let's weigh the scales. Um, the next one is seek support. So mm. if you have a hard time, you know, reach out to your friends, you know what I mean? Um, whether it's a support, it could be a, whoever you feel like supports you and you need somebody to talk to. Maybe it could be somebody you know is better at setting boundaries. It's not even like, how should I do this? Because I have a friend who might call me and, you know, say, vent about something and the whole theme of a lot of our conversations go back to boundaries. And I'm like, you have to set this boundary. This is this is what's bothering you. And I, a couple people, and I'm like, you know the same thing is going to keep happening if you don't set your boundaries right mm -hmm. it, what happens if you don't set the boundaries people know where they can just walk all over and people don't and they're don't, going to and they're going to keep knowing. And they're going to and you and you don't want to wait for somebody to have some revelation on oh i fucked up so let me come apologize that's fine they can do that but i feel like that needs to come from you giving yourself permission to say hey i'm not doing that we're not going to care too much about yourself about <laughs> Well, I'm just gonna keep, you know, letting Abel do whatever he want to do. If you it, people see that you don't really care that much about yourself, so they just what make you think they're gonna care about you more than you care about yourself, right? <laughs> and back your back just gonna be hurt from getting walked out of walked all over. And a lot of people have the mentality of keeping quiet to keep the peace, mm. but mm, that's really damaging because that means there's peace everywhere outside of you but in within you there's no peace and you got to be with you for the rest of your days right so you may want to work on that um so yeah seek support whether it's a support group church counseling coaching or good friends um you can make it a priority with each other to even practice setting boundaries together and hold each other accountable and i would say uh putting boundaries and holding each other accountable are not the same thing, but they could go hand in hand for a healthy relationship. I think both of those should exist for sure. Yeah. Um, next one is be assertive. Um, so be assertive and be direct can kind of, you know, be two of the same, right? It could be, but I think this is like be assertive, meaning be okay with, with going ahead and saying it. So it says, we know that's not enough to create boundaries. We actually have to follow through. Even we know intellectually that people aren't mind readers we still expect others to know what hurts us since they don't it's important to assertively communicate with the other person when they've crossed the boundary in a respectful way the other person know what in particular is bothersome to you and what you can work to get and how you can work together to address it so pretty much be have the balls enough to go ahead and get it out and like i, I guess being directly like when you do get it out say exactly what you mean don't beat around the bush with it because you're scared of hurting the feelings um 
And the next one, which is, this is very, very important. I would say probably the most important one of them all, if you are having trouble, is start small. Nobody's saying you got to go back and dig up all the shit in your childhood that, you know, is troubling you. And now you don't have, you know, you don't have good boundary setting skills, but just start small things. Um, it's like, like any new skill, assertively communicating your boundaries takes practice. Mm-hmm. So starting with a small boundary that isn't threatening to you and then incrementally increasing to more challenging boundaries, build upon your success and try not to take on something that feels overwhelming. So whatever a situation that's really bothering you or something you feel like is going to be a little bit hard for you, I guess, don't necessarily, you don't, have, that doesn't have to be the first thing you tackle on, but start small with your friends or you know, whoever that you feel comfortable with that you can set those boundaries because boundaries serve to help you is not going to hurt help necessarily the other people around you in their eyes necessarily. But for me, I look at it. If you got to set a boundary with me, let me know. Put, right. you know check, check me. That's your, that is, that is your boundary. I can't say what B wants to deal with or what whoever wants to deal with, but yeah, I'm me, I'm going to be human. If boundaries need to be set, set them up. One boundary that I had to set with my husband is um, he likes to like kind of, and I realize this goes back to his childhood. He likes to minimize, um, like if your feelings are hurt or not. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I had to realize that after hearing conversations with him, um, of him, you know, speaking about how his father raised him or. Of course, you know, black men stop all that crimes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I would tell him that my feelings were hurt, and he would not either, like, well, they shouldn't be hurt, or you know, not not to not saying that he was saying it that rude or um, kind of wouldn't react to it. But one time I remember us getting into an argument, and he said um, something to the effect of, like, well, that shouldn't hurt your feelings, or your feelings aren't hurt, or something like that. And I was and let him know, like, you can't tell me my feelings are not hurt because they are my feelings. Like, you can't, just because they wouldn't do anything to your feelings, that doesn't mean we, we are two different people raised in two t- different types of households. You had your father for a certain age. I had my father for a certain age. And where it, it was just two different parenting styles where you were, of course, you're a guy and you're going to be told to toughen up and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of raised like that as well. Where Well, not a lot of emotion behind it. It was kind of just like masked over it and get over it or whatever. But as I got older, I was like, okay, this hurts my feelings. This hurts my feelings. And then at some point in time, I was like, okay, I have to stop. If it hurts my feelings, I have to let him know that it's hurting my feelings because it's not doing any, me any good. And then if I really want to be with this person, like I see long term, if I don't say anything, it's not going to work out because I'm going to be resentful. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to want to fuck with him. I'm not going to want to deal with him. I'm not going to enjoy the sight of him. So I have to let him know, like, hey, you cannot tell me what hurts my fucking feelings and what doesn't. Like, this, it doesn't work that way. Just like I can't tell you, you know? And so, like, more times than not, people are going to be receptive to what you say. And if they're not receptive to what you say and they keep crossing those boundaries, leave them the fuck alone. And that's on period. I was just about to say that's some period. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I will end here. Um, do you think it's important or do you think that you should have boundaries in all of your relationships with everybody? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think you should have boundaries within yourself. Oh, wait. You <laughs> want my wig. You want my wig. And I think you should have boundaries within here. because. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't need We're not going to have summer anyway. Go ahead. I think it's important to have boundaries within yourself because so I will catch myself all of the time. Like, oh, you you fat, you look ugly. I don't like how you look in this. Da, 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 da. Oh no, bitch. We're gonna love ourselves today. Like that's it's not conducive to myself or my mental health if I'm badgering myself and I'm being mean. And I wouldn't accept it from anybody else. So why would I accept it from myself? Oh, you just said a word because how many times am I repeating? I'm telling myself stuff that i'm not happy about but yet i have not made the change i don't want right. to keep hearing about it right Girl, you gonna do it or you're not gonna do it and i'm talking to me right you see right. me right <sighs> because I, I definitely think it's very important to keep boundaries in every aspect of every relationship in life yes i i definitely agree also i want to say this the last boundaries that I'm, so we've already established boundaries go for everybody everywhere. So even strangers mm-hmm. boundaries mm-hmm. because straight and, and we talked about strangers stuff on you know strangers saying comments strangers you know whatever they are only gonna go as far as you let them boundaries boundaries. It's been so many times I've been in a grocery store and I won't go into a story but and and somebody says something usually it's a man because mm. when you talk about how men really don't like boundaries at all they can't take boundaries from their fucking mama or you know but that's another episode but they are be there a lot of the times in in public the main ones are violating and you always gotta put them pull them together let me pull you together let's just start with them damn ripped jeans i had on yep sir please people don't really be expecting you to snap back like sir what you not gonna can you get off my back while we in line we're supposed to be keep doing social distancing can you please move back can you please stop talking about my fucking jeans because you're not even you're not clapping nothing between these jeans it doesn't matter to you yeah it's like and you might feel like oh what's well, a stranger so um i won't get to see him again or you know it's okay like i can't imagine having a kid and a stranger just like i don't know how y'all deal with people being weird with y'all kids i don't I know it happens, or even pregnant people. All of that is just a boundary area. We're not going because even though you're not going to see this person again, so technically you don't have to worry about that specific encounter. What you do have to worry about these are hot ways that you can practice. You don't have any emotional ties with this stranger, so it should be a lot easier for you to establish a boundary with somebody who's already in the stranger danger category anyway. So that's how you can start small um, and get your practice on because when you let things like that go. Imagine you letting go so much hurt from the people closest to you because you just don't know where to start with the boundary. Mm-hmm. Setting the boundary with those strange weirdos. And, and I know it's a fine line between getting your head blown off these days, but a boundary is a boundary and they need to be set. Some period. I had somebody get, I had somebody set a boundary with me. And at first I, I feel the type of way about it. It was a pregnant lady. And I, we worked together. This was years ago. And I was like, oh, can I touch your belly? And she was, I asked first, of course, before I did anything. Because people, when you get pregnant, when you have your baby, people love to think, like, your belly is just an open arena for you to touch. No. But I asked first. And she was like, no. And I was, at first, I felt a type of way. I was like, 
damn, she got a funky ass attitude. But then I had to like within that second, I was like, first of all, bitch, this is not your baby. Right. Second of all, she may not feel like it. And third of all, like energy transfers. So if you feel that way, like, damn, she got a funky ass attitude. Guess what? You transferring that energy to that damn baby. So no, you cannot touch her belly. It's okay. Like it's that's not gonna be the last pregnant lady you see. That's okay, Brittany. When my when I have my belly, you ain't never gonna have to ask Baby, I'll be all over it. Do you hear me? You, you can you can touch it, but I can't. But no, I can't imagine a stranger. Yeah. People really think that's an open invitation. Like I get that babies are joyous, but people will just really come in, really touch your pregnant belly. Like, excuse me. Now I can, in a way, I can, I can, I can understand because I feel like I naturally gravitate towards be like, oh, you know, because it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing. But you have to have. That's when you even had the boundaries within yourself, like. Girl, you don't know her. You're not gonna. You're not even gonna ask if she's pregnant. Cause what if she's not? And then right. you call her fat. You just leave that alone. As a woman, I feel like in general we're a little bit better than the men at creating boundaries. But maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm biased. But from in my experience, what I've seen, it it's that way. Um, yeah. Boundaries, baby. Yes. All right, guys. Let's take a break, and we'll be right bike okay and we're back and we are here to talk about the stone of the week and this stone again <laughs> just like last week uh was influenced by whitney we're gonna have to get a jamanta corner and a whitney corner yes well, i mean they are just staples to this damn podcast yeah so i um of course we talked about Whitney selling macrame but we also talked about Whitney and crystals and sometimes Whitney has crystal bundles and she sent me a crystal bundle the other day and she sent me something that I had never heard of before um I'm still kind of a novice when it comes to crystals and all that kind of stuff so I was really really excited when she sent me this one and this is called super seven hmm. and Super seven, you know, you have seven chakras. So this crystal has, it's perfect for every single chakra. Oh. It is a stone of higher consciousness. It's compromised of um, other minerals that make up other seven other gemstones. And, or it could be called mel melody stone. It's a combination of amethyst, clear quartz, smoky quartz, rutile, uh, goth, I had to look this up the other, <laughs> a little while ago. Gothite, leprosidite, I hope I'm saying that right, and cacoxonite. And this is a powerful stone that is much sought after. It aligns and balances, energizes all the chakras, and is the aura of the highest vibrations and raises the vibrations of any crystal in its vicinity. Like we said, it's made up of seven other stones, and this stone is usually found in Brazil, and it can be found in a spectrum of colors. So the one that she has for me, it kind of like, I can see like the amethyst in it a little bit, but I can see it kind of looks like rainbowy, but it also looks brown at the same time. Um, it is beneficial to all the chakras, like I said, and it, it can clear and align all of them. This, one thing about this stone, unlike, a lot of the others, it does not have to be cleansed or energized. 
what? Um, it is connected to all the astrological signs. Oh. And um, one other thing, it is helps to support the circulatory, the nervous system, and all immune systems. And it can assist in detoxing and fighting the cause of all ailments and diseases. So just remember that, you know, chakras, I mean, stones are not the end-all be-all if you have um, any ailments or anything, but this one is supposed to be, the vibration on this one is supposed to be super, super energetic and high and I cannot wait to I'm glad that I know not so that I don't have to cleanse it but we're we're as the clear course where we said that it was a master stone we did have to cleanse it along with the other ones this one you don't have to so you can put it next to another stone and it cleanses that stone I can't wait to put this one in my bra and see how it works I like to keep my stones like tucked away in my under my heart can I ask you something when you were doing I don't know if you know with this stone is it something that is occurs naturally or is it something that somebody you know that it was kind of like fused together do you know it's like can you find this naturally in nature yeah, yeah 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 it's found in brazil oh that's that is that is something i would love to get my hand on that and i pay for that one um the ones that she has those tall stones yeah. almost start getting all my stones look like i like that look the point yeah, the points. I really like that. I've never seen that before. Maybe I saw it and I was like, I ain't paying for that, but I don't remember seeing that. Oh, one more thing. When you take the time to meditate with and attune yourself to Super 7, it can help your connection with the spiritual realm. Become, it can help your connection with the spiritual realm be much more helpful and stronger. It amplifies intuition. Uh, it's useful for working those who want to see auras and has strong grounding properties. It helps you remember why you're here, what is your role in this lifetime, and how you can live your life so you can meet this goal. This stone helps you embrace your highest purpose, and it discovers, can help you discover how it is warmly to accept your divine purpose. So that is a super seven. Oh, we, where is daddy? Where's daddy? Ooh, we sorry. So that is the that is the super seven stone for the week. I can't wait to post this on our Instagram so y'all can see it. It's 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 like, did I show it to you? No, can I see it? Yeah, let me go grab it real quick. So that's my new favorite. Oh, come on, ass. That's my new favorite stone. I've not even seen this stone, but just because of the properties. I'm I'm really digging this stone, so that's that's the one that I'll be looking for next when outside opens up, or I might just go ahead and order it online, depending on what I can find. Cause would love to meditate with that one. Okay, hold on. Brittany's being a parent. Is you talking about me? No, I was just saying you were being a parent. When your husband likes to take smoke breaks. It looks kind of brown. I don't. Oh, okay. Okay, I want it. That's my new favorite stone. I just told the people that's my new favorite. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the lookout for that. Super seven. Super easy to remember. Thanks for that. 
Great so when she sent it to me, I was like, girl, what did it do? I ain't never had no Super 7. Super, super, what? Super 7. Okay. Moving right along to our Manifesting Monday segment. I know it's been a tough time for all of us. Um, I've been trying to keep my, I've been trying to keep mental wellness as strong as possible, like meditating, yoni egg, all that kind of stuff. I've been trying to be, um, make sure my intentions are clear, but you know, it's been a tough time. This is what week six, seven, eight for most of us was going through this pandemic. And, um, when it gets back to normal, it won't be the normal that we think it is. It'll be something totally different. So I just wanted to go over a couple of tips to boost your mental health. There are 31 tips, and I got this from mhanational.org. I'm not going to read all of them. I'll probably read five or six of them that were helpful for me. Um, so the first one was track gratitude and achievement with a journal. Ooh, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> Include three things that you are grateful for and three things that you are able to accomplish each day. Um, I have not been keeping a journal about what's going on. And uh, when a lot of people were talking about keeping journals, I was just not in that mindset yet. And I wish that I could go back and, you know, write day to day or go back on my blog and write. But when I feel like it's time for me to write, that's when I write. But it'd be good to help clear my mind and get those thoughts out on paper. Um, Here's another one. Here's a favorite of mine. Keep it cool for a good night's sleep. The optimal temperature for sleep is between 60 and 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Somebody go tell the nigga that. <laughs> I love to keep it chilly in this bitch. I would, it don't matter. Oh, please. Can't, and if I had a fan, I would keep the fan on too. But I want you, if you don't like it, guess what? You can go stay at your mama's house. Okay. You know, somebody in here just be, so I have a window open because it's, it's kind of a nice breeze right now. So it's, it's okay. But somebody gets so cold so quick. And I, I don't, when I'm cold, I'm okay with being cold. A lot of times I'll be shivering. He'd be like, you cold? No, I say yeah, but I'm a. What I'm saying is I'm cold, but I'm actually okay. I will go put a blanket on or a shirt on or whatever, because what I don't want is to be hot. I like to feel some air moving, and if the air is not moving, then I would rather be cold. Mm. I love it. Yes, uh, t-shirt me, please. Cold air me, please. If I had a ceiling fan in my room, I'd crank that bitch up every time I could. <laughs> Give me uh these damn this fleece blanket you gave me for my wedding, baby. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Oh, sometimes I put the like the cool mist humidifier in here. Cold me, please. Thank you. So wait, so so when I think of humidity, I think of kind of like uncomfortableness. So, and when I was talk, thinking about getting one for the plant, the cool mist, I was like, I want it to be a little warm. So the cool mist helps. So you want a vaporizer if you want to keep it warm. You want a humidifier to keep it. So the humidifier, for some reason, like the cool mist humidifier for the plants works. Okay. 
Um, but I like to keep like I put the since we don't have a fan in here, I put the cool mist humidifier right here next to my face and let all that mist hit my face while I'm asleep, baby. In the jungle, do you hear me? <laughs> I gotta try it. <laughs> That's funny. I gotta try that. Okay. All right. So the next one would be something we've done: experiment, experiment with new recipes, write a poem, paint, try a Pinterest project. Creative expression and overall well-being are linked. So, like you and I, we've been in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I put like a little paint party together for my kids. We're gonna do karaoke one of these days. Um, We've been coming up with, you know, bouncing ideas. We've Zoomed till our heart has been Zoomed out. Um, My so heart is Zoomed out. I love it. <laughs> listen, Zoom me, please, for the rest of my life. I love it. All right. So another one would be dance while you do your housework. Not only will you get your chores done, but you um, will reduce the levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and increase endorphins, which is the body's feel-good chemical. So, you know, like when you work out, all your endorphins are, you feel so good after you get done working out, you'll increase endorphins after you get done dancing while you're doing your housework. And I will say, like, when I put on my 60s, 70s music, as I'm cleaning the house up or, you know cleaning the kitchen it makes me feel so much better and time just flies by mm-hmm. sometimes y'all have been mopping or something you just had to break out on the twerk depending on what you so you know that does help i just need to do a little bit more often like i'd be like feeling like i don't want to be judged but fuck it yes that's me that's more me judging myself than anything yes um the next one would be Okay, it's popular today. Okay. All this stuff's supposed to be turned off. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Go ahead. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. And that is from Maya Angelou. If you have a personal experience with mental illness, recovery, addiction, share on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr with the hashtag mental illness feels like and check what other people are saying on that hashtag. You never know. Like one one reason why I try to be like as transparent as possible because you never know who is going to help. And then a lot of times when I do share what I'm going through, I get a lot of messages like, "Hey, this really helped me." I had a couple of messages like when we did the episode with my dad about my dad. Um, we get messages all the time like when we are going through, you know, our marriage episode or whatever. Or if you don't want to share that on social media, just writing it down yourself could be uh, could be therapeutic as well if you're not able to see a therapist and I'm going to do one more show some love to someone in your life whether it's close quality relationships are key for a happy healthy life so um, like I sent you that bag of I know you needed it but tissue and incense and you know do something good for somebody else you know just do it out of the kindness of your own heart like my love language is giving to other people so it makes me feel good when I do something for somebody else like I had a have a friend that we're going to have on the podcast and she asked about my rosemary in the garden and I was like oh girl I'm gonna send you some rosemary seeds 
and put it in the mail so it might have hurt to get it but like that just does my heart some good i can't wait to get it on and popping because that'll be my love language but showing if that's the type of person you are that genuinely makes you happy yeah britney shows she will give the nipples off her titties if she could and i i can't relate because i you know i've always been a little bit more of a but she she does the i get so happy when i I see a box from her or any little thing because she just cares and i just so nice she's putting her shit into practice believe it i think that's my love language because i saw my mama doing that she my mom will give back my mama made us go to like soup kitchens and give back for thanksgiving and stuff like that and just made me feel so good to be like okay i have these people are just so happy with the bare minimum and once they leave the soup kitchen, they're not going to have anywhere to go, but they're just so happy to eat or they're just so happy to get these little things or what my mama made us give back. So that's always been a practice of mine. So we're not able to do it right now, but I said that I was going to start making my children give back, like go to soup kitchens and toys for tots for um, Christmas and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it does, it does my heart some good. I'm actually tearing up right now talking about it because I'm a crybaby, but okay. Definitely is, y'all. <laughs> That's definitely a good one. Because it makes you feel good when you give, though, if you think about it. It does. like It does. It really does. Like, just seeing the joy on somebody else's face does some... I, I don't know what it is. It's kind of endorphin for me. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Those are a couple of tips to um, practice mental wellness. While we are going through this, guys, I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can send us an email to blackgirlmanifest at gmail.com. That's blkgirlmanifest at gmail.com. Nika, what are you manifesting for the week? Um, I'm manifesting a little more physical activity. I keep saying that I'm going mm-hmm. to. I haven't been very consistent in what I've been doing at home physically. So I just want to manifest the relaxation that everybody's feeling right now. I kind of want that to go away a little bit. I want to just get up and move a little bit, do a little something. So I've been feeling more creative. So I'm going to get into that, but I also want to roll that into, you know, my energies and frustrations into physical movement, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just manifesting more physical movement. Um, this week and just continued positivity and also abundance because hello mm. i feel like after all this is over or after the hardest part is over i don't i feel like especially you and i feel like we'll be in a good place in this mentally and financially i can't really name the reasons why but that's just my feeling mm-hmm. but yeah that's it what about you? What are you manifesting? I am manifesting the continued spirit of productivity. Um, I want to keep whatever sparked in my brain. I want to keep that. I want to keep the momentum going. Um, I just want to keep my wheels turning. I want to be able to, what I'm going to focus on is one project at a time like everybody in my life will tell y'all that i have so many ideas but then when it's like 
I pick it up and then I put it down. I pick it up and I put it down. I pick it up and I put it down. And it's just something that I've really struggled with my whole life. But I like the feeling of, you know, um, being accomplished and having stuff done. Um, so, yeah, productivity is what I am manifesting for the remainder of the week. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been a very good episode. Very therapeutic, like I always feel. Yeah. I always feel like a little anxiety beforehand, and now I'm always feeling like. Do you? A little bit. I don't, and I don't know why. But yeah, and now I always, but I already know that I'm gonna always feel like this. Like, hmm, like I just had a after we record. Now that Brittany and I can see each other, I always feel like, like I had a nice warm hug. It's 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 I can't I can't. It's been too long. It's been, it's almost been a year since I've seen you. I just don't know where the Corona's gonna be on the side. Oh, did you see that the Reed is doing a live show in Atlanta on the 29th of August? Hopefully. No, I didn't see that. I'm going. We're going. We're going for real this time. I'm not gonna miss this one. This will probably be my first outing at the house since Corona. Cause I'm gonna let all you nakers. Go ahead and go to the nail shop. I'm going to keep these press-ons that I'm going to put on here in a little while. I'm going to put them on. <laughs> I was so mad because I was going to, I told you I was going to the Roots picnic and they were going to be there. And I was excited to see like, were they going to have a table? Was I going to get to meet them? Was it going to be like, I know it's going to be like a festival, but you know, that shit is canceled. Yeah. But they're having a, um, I was going with my cousin and she just texted me yesterday saying if we still wanted to go, do we want a refund? And everything is so up in the air. I don't know how it would be to be in a big crowd like that. Cause I fully planned on being in Coachella mode with little shorts on in May, but you know, didn't happen. So I'll chance it, baby. Uh huh. I would not chance it. I Yeah, I I said that. I said, you know what? I think I since we just don't know, let's just get our money back. Like I don't I don't know. This is not a Corona update uh, podcast, but I've just seen some of the statistics of these states opening back up, and then the um, I think yeah, I think they said like Texas had fifty reported deaths in just a couple of hours after they got done reopening. So I'm just gonna let y'all have it. Um, I can't. I, I can't. Well, if I have to put on a whole body shield, I'm I'm down for August 29th to read. Um, when the when when those tickets go on sale, when when do we know? No, they haven't put them on sale yet. They didn't say either. You have to look on their Instagram. But okay, yeah. I will. Cause when they tickets go on sale, um, yeah, Atlanta's gonna sell out, so we need to be first in line. Uh, yeah. First in line and and be willing to spend at least a hundred dollars. Unfortunately, yeah, because I want to be up and close and personal. Yeah, if y'all don't know, like the read is inspired us wanting to start a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. not necessarily like to be how they are, but it definitely inspired us to get our thoughts and Stay get the voice out there. Yeah, love them, love them lots. <laughs> all right nika do you have any thing to close with um i just want to let everybody know that this is the longest i've ever fasted it's not on purpose but i have not i fasted too today i 
haven't, I didn't eat anything at all today except for a fourth, one fourth, which is a half of a half of a grapefruit and lots of water. And I'm sitting here reporting live with a large headache. I think the fasting is over. Wait. That girl can tear that food up, baby. But I'm so hungry to the point where I have no idea what I would what I would want to eat. That's so the just, worst. That's the worst. We'll have some water and then we'll see what happens. Okay. That's my announcements. But all right, I don't have any announcements. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, real niggas linking up again. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>